this season on more and more every day. Let's do something together every day to be better oral historians. I don't know about you, but I love a daily task, whether it's a writing prompt to get me focused or a quick icebreaker to start class discussion. I love short, easy challenges. That's why this season's 10-minute or so episodes will feature experts, like-minded colleagues, resources, and things I'm learning along the way. But each episode will also end with a prompt, something you and I can do that day to improve our skills as oral historians. I'm your host, Summer Sherland. Let's do this. Are you ready? Are you prepared? Today's episode is about the exciting and thrilling world of metadata. I know. Hang on to your hats. Okay, I'm actually being a little unfair in my sarcasm. Metadata is basically information about information. So sure, yawn. But it's actually fairly fascinating. And it is crucial to an oral historian's work. Over the last few challenges, we've already been grappling with storage and naming So we've actually been pretty engaged in relevant content when it comes down to metadata. About a year ago, I began working with a brilliant student of oral history. She came on as a postgraduate research intern and spent a few weeks looking over our SouthPhoenixOralHistory.com website. I asked her to familiarize herself with the site, take note of the things that seemed to work and the things that didn't, and then propose some improvements. Her number one suggestion after this first inquiry was that we needed to up our metadata game. Honestly, until that point, I had never even really thought about metadata. But she rightly and compellingly explained that through careful application of metadata, we could transform our collection's presence from website to archive. She also advocated for the use of metadata on our public face as another means of protecting our narrators. In the Southwest Oral History Association's Spring 2020 newsletter article, Ellie quoted Sherna Gluck when she wrote, quote, Caring for your narrator's memories also means shielding their oral histories from the, quote, quantum leap in distribution, unquote. Gluck's concept refers to what she calls the overnight jump of a tape stored in a library to World Wide Web distribution. So Ellie pointed out that our collection, quote, had already taken some steps toward restricting access to the interviews by having available online only selected audio and video clips rather than the whole recording. And in the case of our biographical stories, we were fully contextualizing the interviews. She explained, quote, These audio clips aren't standing alone, but are next to the narrator's biography, photographs, and other relevant information. But frankly, Ellie was concerned about the afterlife of our interviews. So she developed a plan for, quote, data searchable, relevant, and useful for our narrators. Ellie defined metadata in our case as a tool to identify content and make our materials more useful to researchers. Together, we decided that each interview needed to have the following information easily accessible to researchers regarding our narrator, birth date, place of origin and place of residence, years active in our service area, role and occupation. Ellie further suggested identifying information for the research itself, who conducted the interview, when and where, along with who wrote the biographical story. We created a data table for each interview slash narrator with this information, and now the metadata table lives at the end of each narrator's biographical story. Our hope is that future researchers will be able to use this metadata to request materials for their own use. And as Ellie wrote, the process of developing the metadata helped us to actually learn even more about our narrators. 
So that's your challenge today. Identify the metadata of the interview or interviews you've already conducted. First, establish the information that you absolutely want to include for easy access, easy easy things like where and when was the interview conducted. But you should also come up with things that make sense for you to identify within your research. For example, since our collection is about local history, we included parts about our narrator that are unique to South Phoenix in our metadata. So are you studying migration patterns? Then develop a metadata category that correlates. Are you interested in education or medicine, architecture, or class dynamics? Whatever your specific research is in, create a metadata category for these interviews. This will make it so much easier for you to refer back one day down the road when you're trying to use this research for something else. So think about how great it will be down the road. You're finishing your book or a dissertation and you really want to quote from a narrator on a specific topic. But over the years, you've interviewed dozens of people and you really want to quote from someone about their participation in, say, a specific labor strike. Rather than trying to rack your brain or scrolling through transcripts, you should be able to easily scan your metadata to see which interviews discuss this specific strike. So if you included that information in your metadata, it makes it easier for you to find down the road. But even better, decades from now, someone is able or will be able to incorporate you and your narrator's interview in their own book because you made this content easy to find. I've linked a few examples in the show notes, but other than that, I think you should establish your own needs for metadata and try it out. See if you can create a metadata table or list for every interview you've conducted so far. Good luck. We want to hear from you. Tell us how you did today at SMCC History. Use the hashtag more and more every day on Instagram and Twitter. Our email is historysouthmountain at gmail.com. And I hope you follow us, write a review, or suggest us to a colleague. More and More Every Day is brought to you by the South Phoenix Oral History Project at South Mountain Community College in partnership with the Southwest Oral History Association. Music by Noah Gattel.